Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki energy practitioner, medium, and author of A New Life Awaits, Spirit Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares the wisdom of creating life anew with each experience and challenge as we begin to know ourselves in our total energetic and physical aspects as spiritual beings enjoying a physical life experience so we may refine and rethink our relationships and find love and joy in the process. I am delighted to welcome Kim Bransley, author of Uncharted, describing the adventure she and her husband embarked upon while facing the dreaded emptiness syndrome to realize they needed to rediscover who they are. Hello, Kim, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Hello, Cheryl. It's such a pleasure to to be with you here today. Well, Kim, as listeners of the show are well aware... My guests and I share intimate insights into recognizing that we are all indeed much more than we appear to be. And life is a journey to find an inner awareness of the great potential we have to evolve and expand our human and also our divine talents and gifts. It is in understanding the duality of life Uh, that in turn explains the great opportunity we have to love and explore ourselves and the universe in its infinite potential. In today's episode of Healing from Within, we will discuss a great adventure story about a voyage from one life chapter to another that involves a too-big-sailboat, a narrow and unknown sea, and an appetite to witness a mythical blonde bear that inhabits a remote rainforest. You know, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that might have shown them or others around them the lifestyle they would choose as an adult and the interest they might pursue because I think the plan is there from the very beginning within us to be discovered like reading a good book you know some will resonate mm-hmm. with us and and some won't uh, so think back to your childhood or young adulthood where something spoke to you that's well that's such an interesting question Cheryl you know I think I think the older I get, the more I realize and appreciate. I was tremendously lucky, and I actually had um, I mean, really hit the jackpot and had wonderful, wonderful, not only wonderful parents, but um, amazing grandparents, and also two very, very strong great aunts who were mm-hmm. huge travelers and adventurers and <laughs> way ahead of their time. Mm. Very you know, nice. I think it was so lucky, you know, I think it's only later in life maybe that you look back and think, how did I ever get to be so lucky, especially to have these very, very strong women mm. in my life. And so as a young girl, you know, I, I look at my my mother in particular who was really a stay-at-home mom um, when my sister and I were growing up in sort of suburban Southern California. 
but she had always had um, bigger dreams for herself and and um, and in fact went back to school um, when we, we were still in school and and, and that ended up becoming uh, getting a master of fine arts in photography and becoming actually a very well-known and accomplished um, well, I think you were raised with the values that you could accomplish what you wanted to if you just tried, and that's a, well, that's, that's right. And and I think not all that, children have not all right, children the have idea that of right of traveling though, and that there is this really this huge world you know outside if you just were to seek it. So both my parents are also very adventurous. And um, I maybe the, maybe it's in the genetic <laughs> maybe it's in the genetic content as well as a good brain and a, a, an inquisitive, curious person. Uh, it's hard to know these things, but some people have it, and other people they explore in different ways. We all come to know ourselves and the world. Uh, some people are more introverted, more extroverted. It's wonderful. Just the way we are is the right way to accomplish whatever we need to do so let's get on to that that was a very nice story and you were very fortunate to start out with with a family that could encourage you so tell us something mm-hmm. of your own family life and your fears as you realized your youngest son was about to move across the country to go to school I gather and and what was happening at that time when you started to be aware that you had to make some shifts in your life Exactly. Well, my husband and I have two sons, and our older son had already um, moved out of the home, and he was in college. And uh, as our younger son was was also preparing to hopefully get into a college, which he did, and leave home, I just, even though I had always worked full time and and had a had a career and a life out, you know. A, a professional life and you know sort of interest outside the home i was i was so taken aback by really how much sort of anxiety i i think i had about suddenly not just my son leaving home um that's certainly what we all you know hope and wish for i think for our, for our kids that absolutely you know, will, yep right be able to to have their own lives and mm. and separate from us, but it was more just you know I think I loved our family life and the realization that that conversation around the dinner table that that sort of you know that that closeness you know it really was it was never going to be quite the way it had and it had been right. and I think I was just grieving that and and so. Um, I began just, you know, because I think I had this anxiety, I, I began looking for something to sort of fill what was already beginning to feel in a very sort of physical way, like a sort of looming sort of, I think like an emptiness or like a yes. looming space in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just needed mm-hmm. something to, to fill it. And so around this time, my husband also, I think because I think there was that and also we suddenly realized we would maybe have a a tiny bit of freedom in our lives. We would be free from the school calendar and, you know, all the years of driving our boys to these various sports practices and, you know, just parenting, I think, is very busy um, in this day and age, whether you you want to be or not. It keeps Mm -hmm. you very 
busy and it it doesn't always allow you the freedom uh, to be silent with yourself and to be uh, you, you you know to research other things within you uh your soul development because you're just so busy with the outside world and and your children you know you just use those spaces uh, the words empty space in your heart and it was around the same time that my daughter went away to college that I started to feel an emptiness, almost a pain in my heart. And it wasn't, and it wasn't, yes, I did, and it, and it, and it wasn't about the anxiety of the change, because I, I, I was working, I was very, I've always been, uh, very productive and helped lots of people. Uh, that seems mm-hmm. to be my, like a caretaker, I'm an intuitive healer and medium now, mm-hmm. but in those days I wasn't. So, I realized I had a lot of questions about life. I had studied in school philosophy and religion, and I wanted to really know who we were. What is this physical life all about? What are we here to do, and where do we go at the end of life? Because I had a Mm -hmm. feeling of something much bigger, like your adventure. I had a feeling that there was an adventure waiting beyond this time and place, and uh so when I heard you say that, that isn't an awakening, an awakening process to the soul. And what we're born That's to so do, interesting. Mm-hmm. what we're born to do at some point, some people do it a little earlier, uh, they might have what they call a night of the soul, you know, a dark night of the soul, where they lose a job or they lose a house or they lose a a person they love and and life changes for them and they begin to sense something more and they want to discover who they are really and so I think that in part is what you embarked on in your journey so let's go on to um, you were you, you and your husband were both seekers of the truth of who we are as a life force and you did have the courage to venture out of your comfort zone. That's why you bought this well, it's, big right. boat. Well, it's so interesting. I think that um, I love what you said about about sort of you know at that time in life, sort of you know suddenly having an awakening. Or I, you know, I think for both of us, we we stumbled into it. Though you know, we didn't. We had no idea that that is is what would happen to us, and and it, it, it that is exactly what happened to us to both of us. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we were so, you know, fortunate that it it did go that way because it, you know, it just could have gone. It made I, it made but, life brighter and it made yeah, life but, more interesting. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think so. Maybe I think though that you know, just we're all you know this just sort of busyness that sort of you know put upon that. I think society just sort of puts upon us now and with all this information coming at us and people are just running so fast and hard, right? Just to keep up, just to get through a day, let alone when you're adding, you're raising kids and keeping a you know, family life together. It's just so much. And so I think what we felt was that there would suddenly be this, you know, this bit of freedom and it almost felt like an opening in, in life. So there's this little, that if we were intentional about this time, we could just grab just a little bit of time really and we weren't even sure what would happen with it we just knew that we wanted to we wanted to use that time just to go take you know some sort of an adventure 
Mm-hmm. And well, because living here in Seattle, we're surrounded by all of these, this, you know, this extraordinary wilderness and these places, these islands that you can only get to by boat. We thought, well, why don't we try some sort of a, a sailing adventure? The, the only the only minor detail is that I did not know how to sail. <laughs> so, but your husband, your husband knew a bit. He he, he and, did, and I'm he sure did. he 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 may have studied, he, yes. taken lessons. Uh, you know, you're not going out That's on a big true. boat without any preparation. I mean, you no, have there to was be a lot safe. of preparation. Right. Exactly. But it was definitely it was it was it was a lot to take on for as a couple, especially because I think you know there's that if one person is is expert at something and the other person's just learning, you are you know you're the person who is the neophyte is suddenly you're putting yourself in that you're, you're with eyes wide open you're realizing that there will be that imbalance that knowledge imbalance yeah. right sort of an, <laughs> like sort of an invulnerable mm-hmm. position but it's okay mm-hmm. because you can grow it from that it was okay that. for me it was okay for me you know it's an interesting conversation such a fascinating conversation to have with other cu- couples and, and partners because because I I don't think that you know I not everybody, I think, would be okay with that imbalance or willing to, you know, willing to to, to weather it. I I so much wanted to explore this part of the the world, and I knew that it was was you know it was just an extraordinary place that you know, and I really wanted to go there. And I, if it hadn't been for that, though, you know, I'm not sure that I would have put myself through it because it was a lot <laughs> and I, a lot to learn. I know, but but tell us of the marvelous journey of beauty and wonderment uh, among the hemlocks, the trees, the giant kelp, sea wolves, humpback whales, and the bears. You were very interested in a certain kind of bear that you were in search of seeing and learning much about. So tell us something about how it expanded your view of life and yourself. In the process, exactly. Well, in my in my book Uncharted, I describe how I fell in love with this very rare uh, white bear that that is in fact now the rarest bear in the world. It's more rare than the than the giant panda, and it lives on only two islands on the far northern BC coast. Um, its its um, scientific name is a cromody bear, but it's it's known more commonly as a spirit bear. And I just fell, I just fell in love with the idea of this bear and trying to see one. They're, they're extremely difficult to see. And, um, which is, so even that was more, more, more appealing to me. And so my husband and I set off on, you know, taught ourselves to sail our boat as we were en route. We set off on a 700 mile sailing journey north, um, to try and find this bear. It was a two month trip. Round, round trip, and it would we you know the the seas on the Pacific Northwest coast. Um, the seas are actually relatively calm, so but it, but the it's a, a very complex place to boat or sail because there is so many little islands. It's really a maze of islands and channels and fjords on this coastline, and it's complicated it's complex boating and sailing because you have to sort of time your passages through these very narrow waterways and so it was really quite thrilling um and and stressful at times 
I'm but sure. So <laughs> beautiful. It was just so beautiful. The farther north we got, there were, oh my goodness, just beautiful, all sorts of beautiful giant flocks of seabirds. Um, and whales breaching off the side of the boat. We saw, we see humpback whales and, you know, uh, schools of, you know, families of orca or pods of orca whales and, um, even an occasional fin whale, which is rare to see. And there are these beautiful sort of gray sea wolves that only live on these islands that swim from island to island. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the bears. Did you which, get to, um, did you get to see this mystical Cremody bear? Wow, I would hope that that your listeners might might buy my book and look for it and read to the end and find out if we did it. Okay, because I I know you wrote that Paul Nicklin, who was a National Geographic photographer, waited in the woods for days. He did catch a picture uh, of this strange creature climbing a cedar. So that did yes. you did you know him, Paul Nicklin? Because I know you, you know, worked I, at National Geographic Adventure, and you've traveled to more than 30 countries. So you're a good traveler. Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm a very adventurous traveler. You know, I've, I, have, um, I, I have been in touch with Paul um, since my book came out, so, which has been very exciting because I'm a huge fan of his work. Um, and he wrote a beautiful blurb for my book as well. But um, but I didn't know him before the book. I had always been a, fa- a great fan of his. Of his oh, so that brought you together. That's interesting. It did. You see, it is nothing's nothing's a coincidence. Sometimes <laughs> it's part of the plan of our destiny. We think about something, we're interested, we pursue it, and it comes right to us. But let's get on to Uncharted is a voyage of adventure. But at its heart, a meditation on the changing nature of love. Tell us something of the thought that Leslie T. Sharp wrote in the review she wrote for your book. Yes, I loved that review so much, and I was so honored she said that because that is very much what Uncharted is about. You know, it's it's a it's it's also it's very much a story of a of a long term partnership or, or a long you know a mature marriage as well you know what happens when you've not only been been together with someone for i think in our case goodness it had been twenty five years at that time but then if you have children they leave and then you're looking at that next chapter of life and suddenly you know sort of in our case you were staring across you know a very small galley boat dinner table at one another you know but thinking now what do we talk about you know (laughs) what do we learn what's right right what's the next topic (laughs) right and so it was such an interesting time to you know i i really wanted to pay very deep attention to just to the, how that transition felt as a couple. And in our case, because we also had taken off on this adventure, you know, as we were learning, you know, it was a sort of, actually I would say it was a transformative experience that we both shared in the, in the wilderness. It, you know, the, the adventure felt very much like, like a rite of passage, right? You know, the sort of a, the traditional sort of rite of passage where people go off into the wilderness and, and, you know, I, I think being in, in that, in that, much quiet and silence um, and surrounded by nature and all that vastness was, you know, was you, actually really healing. Yeah, you just said yeah. something mm-hmm. very interested, interesting. You wanted to know how it felt 
Many people think analytically with their minds and their ego-based reality, but the greatest knowledge and wisdom comes through us through the feelings of our inner being. And uh, you were searching for that also. And you wrote something uh, that I liked very much. So I'm going to read it. My family wasn't religious, but I had a hunch about God. The mountains seemed created for our worship. There were high granite peaks, an expansive sky, and cottony white clouds. Each day was long and hard and grand. Stitched together, the hiking days made a sort of pilgrimage. pilgrimage. (laughs) Even during the drive to a distant trailhead, I felt like I was exactly where I wanted to be, perched between my young parents and gazing out the window to take everything in. My strong-willed little sister splayed on the beach in the back. The road stretched endlessly ahead of us and behind us, so we were suspended in time and place as well. I liked moving through that expansive landscape. I liked the feeling of being between one place and another. As the town spread farther apart, the sense of time diminished, and we each became lost in a mythical landscape that was as much internal as it was external. We were a family. When you are a child learning the world, your parents help shape your perceptions. When you are a parent introducing your own children to the world, you discover those perceptions, things you had almost forgotten, resurfacing as if hardwired to your DNA. These memories in me of our families wandering through the West were so deep that as soon as my own boys were old enough, all I wanted to do was take them exploring. Luckily, my husband was willing to come along. You picked the right partner. (laughs) (laughs) But that passage is so beautiful. And there is so much truth about who we are and what is within us to discover both in our childhood and then later when we're adults and sharing it with our children. And I think that's what life is about, discovering who you are within all the experiences that we have. Now, Kim, you've worked on both coasts and have been a senior editor at Travel and Leisure Magazine and a contributing editor at National Geographic. So having traveled extensively, this is kind of an important question. Please tell us what you have learned of human nature and the spirit of the soul that gives it a life force capacity to survive all challenges. Now, I know you had some challenges, and uh, the book, as beautiful as it is in its ethereal you know, look at energy and the beauty of nature, uh, we have to deal with other things. So tell us about that. What you have learned of human nature and the spirit of the soul? That's such a big question and such an important question, isn't it? Yes, I think, it is. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I think, and I, I'm so, I love also that you just read that prior passage because it's one of my, my favorite passages in the book. And, um, it, it, you know, I think there the lesson really is that 
you know that life can life can be very simple right very yes. simple simple can be very beautiful and it, you know i think it doesn't take much if you just somehow are centered in within yourself and your mm. soul to to yeah you know, and i'm not necessarily talking about happiness i think i'm just talking about about a, appreciating right yeah. moments and if you notice them and so that was one thing that i think i learned over the course of the journey um you know sort of just about both of our souls mm. was especially you know those are long days on a sailboat there wasn't much to break them up except just weather and and as i said living in tune with the rhythms of nature and having to get ourselves from place to place but you know there there was on the calm days there was just sort of a you know a certain amount of just you know very much being very aware literally of where we were on the planet and that was yeah. It grounded you. And it grounded you, mm-hmm. and it grounded you to the many joys and successes of your life and your family's life. And it it it, it gave you gratitude for life itself. And I th- again, I Thanks. think that's what we're here, in a way, to get past worrying about oh how challenging, difficult every day in life is, and get to a place where we can allow, accept, and surrender. What's not good for us? What doesn't serve us? What doesn't bring us peace within, you know, and joy and, and let things go. You know, people used to say to me when I started my spiritual journey about 25 years ago, they used to say, oh, you have to let go. Well, I didn't exactly yes. know, know what they want, <laughs> wanted me to let But That's over hard, time, I... That's a hard I, lesson. It's a hard lesson to learn. I think, yes. you know, when you asked about what do we learn in the challenging times, so... That was a harder lesson for us in every way, you know, we, and we did have some extremely challenging things where things would happen on that big boat very quickly. The weather would change or the wind would whip up or, you know, we'd have mechanical difficulties and, and there's no one else there to help you, right? You just have to deal with it and figure everything out. And and I what I think we both learned was that we were, we, maybe we all have more... We're more capable than we think we are. Yes. If you, you know, if you have to be. You will you be. Are. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, I have to say there, there were times where, and it was not easy. No. And we would have rather been anywhere else. And yet in the end, I think if you come, like so many things, especially in, in life and in our relationships, if, if you can come through those things, right? You know, you know, relatively intact on the other side. It's empowering. Anything right? that's too it's easy mm-hmm. is not really almost worth the effort. It's the challenges right. and difficult things that take us to new levels uh, of where we want to be. So I want to thank you, Kim Brown Seeley, author of Uncharted, an adventure story of physical, spiritual, and emotional substance that shares the beauty of love, nature, and spirit as we grow in amazing recognition of our capacity to continue to explore life in an open-hearted and loving way. And if it is in your nature, an adventuresome way. To read this well-written and delightfully descriptive journey of a trip into forever, go to kimbrownsealy.com or 
The book is available at all fine bookstores. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within with Kim Brown Seeley, we have enjoyed delightful views of life from the beginning within our parents' homes, then college, friendships, marriage, children, careers, building homes and friendships, exploring the terrain and our dreams in mind and body but ultimately realizing that the greatest adventure lies within the courageous soul journey that leads us through coincidence, synchronicity, and perhaps the whispers of those above who lead us to our greatest moments of self-awareness and higher consciousness. We remember, well, I remember because I read this in the book, as Kim and Jeff did, that we have free will, and as has been afforded to many of us in this country, we have the means to discover what brings us joy and happiness in our journeys, within our thoughts and dreams, and also in the physical world of beauty and change, eternal change. We've learned to move past fears and restrictions and allow opportunities to appear so we can have amazing lives. Kim wrote of an amazing event she observed in regard to how sometimes things seem wrong, but in the end are just as they should be. And Kim wrote, But we did have luck. Jeff worked on the 62nd floor of the South Tower of the World Trade Center. And on the day of the first bombing, the 1993 truck bombing, he was not in the tower because he was in Vermont. We'd snuck away for a long winter weekend. He was on a payphone checking in with his boss when a 1,200-pound truck bomb detonated in the parking garage beneath the towers. His boss, who had been headed down to the garage when Jeff called, heard a muffled thud and said, Hang on a minute. No one knew yet what had happened. The call ran late, which spared Jeff's boss from being in his SUV at that exact moment as planned. Months later, when they identified pieces of the Jeep, the Grand Cherokee, they determined it had been less than a 100 feet from the blast. Often, I tell my clients as a medium... I am aware we have a time to be born and a time to reach beyond this physical life, to rejoin rejoin life beyond this physical plane to an energetic and eternal life. Often, if it is for the journey of a soul to avoid a certain event, for they are in one way or another divinely helped to be safe. I believe that was the event that we just read about. And my own son was offered a job in Twin Towers, just before Twin Towers, and would have been there. But he declined it, and he was in his Jeep traveling across the country to California when 9-11 happened. And there were so many stories of people who should have been there that day but were not, for it was not their time nor destiny. So Kim and I would love our guests to know the precious nature of each life, and the time we have, and each adventure we are called to experience. Say yes to life and say yes to love, and no matter what challenge any of us must go through, if we remember we are spiritual beings, we will know we're never alone, but guided by the majestic voice of the universe that encourages each of us to find a path to exploring our soul wisdom. 
I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and author of A New Life Awaits, offering stories of people moving past social, economic, political, and religious complexities to find the strongest sense of their spiritual essence and potential to create lives of prosperity, health, and happiness. To listen to and read about authors and leaders in the metaphysical fields of scientific, spiritual, medical, psychological, and educational studies, uh, which lead us to explore life in practical and positive ways, go to my website, CherylGlick.com. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.